Hello. Oh, hello. We just hello. went right in, honey bunnies. We went right in, honey bun. Um, hi, welcome to Three Funny Ladies. Uh, that's Joe Bailey. That is Susan Jacobs. Um, how are you? You know, I'm going to tell you why, how I am, why I am. <laughs> why you are? Okay. You want to know why I am? I'm going to tell <laughs> I you. I want to know why. Uh, I am not, I, I stated this last week too. I'm just having a hard time acclimating to being busy again. Just like everything yeah. is like coming at me at a million miles per the hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just hard to keep all the plates spinning. Sure, sure, sure. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I've always been a homebody uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. and, and lazy. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. So, uh, yes, and it's like, God, I have somewhere to go tonight again. Really? Again? Like yeah. when my daughter says, I have to go to school again. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to go on for 12 years, kid. <laughs> and and then it transitions to work. Right. So, like, you get, and like, because she didn't understand why I didn't, why I still had to go to work in the summertime. Oh, bless her heart. So cute. Um. So, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I don't have the panic anymore, which is good because I dealt with that for a little bit. But yeah, I like staying home. It's just it's just superior to leaving. It's just it's superior. Superior to any kind of activity. It really, really is. Between it activity really and non-activity, I will always choose it's, non-activity. <laughs> Count on me, okay? Um Yeah. Uh we need to talk about the Emmys. Oh boy. No oh boy. Now, disclaimer, I did not watch them all. I just watched certain acceptance speeches. But from mm-hmm. what I saw, it was very strange. It was. I did not think it was a good awards show as an award show. But then again, I like the Oscars this year. So I guess what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I just thought the comic bits were not funny, fell flat at every turn. Okay. Um, and I just don't. I watch a lot of TV. But I don't Same. really watch any of that TV for whatever reason. Like, I've never seen The Crown. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. I do enjoy the Ted Lasso. I love um, the Ted Lasso. And, of course, our gal won. Yes. Oh, um, God, she's a queen. She is. Just a beautiful speech to mm. her late husband. Uh, so that was nice. I was glad that, you know, women won for directing both comedy and drama, which was nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. But all in all, I just was not fond of it. And did you hear, because there is a mandate, a mask and vaccination mandate for gatherings of that size in California, and the Emmys got special permission to skirt around it, which I think... Wow, I did not hear that. Yeah, they got a special thing to skirt around that issue so they wouldn't have to wear masks, because... Seth Rogen, when he came out, Seth Rogen, is that his name? Yes. There sure. was a person right. named Seth Rogen. Okay. <laughs> and he was there. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, he came out and he and he uh commented on it. He's like, Wow, this is uncomfortable. We shouldn't yeah. be doing this. And I'm why like, are we inside? Why are we inside? Well, it could be and here's the thing. I agree with you, Seth. And maybe once I get through saying this, I'll change my mind and agree with him. But like, then just don't go. Yeah, he seemed to indicate that he was told or thought that it was going to be outside. 
Yes, he did. But it's like, but if that was not the case, then just then don't go and then right. go and on I, the Twitters or something and make your statement. Because I think that statement is important yeah. and he has every right to voice it. And I agree with him. But if he did know beforehand, then don't then don't go, buddy. But if yeah. he was lied to, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, but even then, I think you would get there and be like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Like, I don't feel like he discovered it as he walked out onto stage. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was isolated from ever then. And then yeah. <laughs> and released into the wild. Right. And Correct. Said, so, like, then step away and then go on your social media and say, hey, this happened. I don't think it's right. It, yeah. yeah, it was weird. It was a weird way to <laughs> <laughs> it was it was and you know because the emmys switch networks every year this year was on cbs and so we got the illustrious luminaries such as vanessa lachey and wilmer oh valderado or whatever his name is valderado um i didn't realize that i guess i never paid attention they switch every year as to not show favoritism yeah spread the wealth oh well okay that makes sense but it, i guess it just never occurred to me yeah so it was also the other thing that bothered me is that this was the year more than any other where the nominees were so incredibly diverse uh, and yeah. all white people won pretty much. Right. It's like, look, look what we did. Aren't we good? We're still going to give it. To yeah. The white, the whiteies are still going to win everything, <laughs> but it's baby steps. Everybody else. But at least there were different mm. people nominated. So that was. And it's also weird how, like, every year it feels like there are, like, 15 nominees for each category. Right. And that's just weird to me. It's like, let's just yeah. nominate everything then. Like, right. Best yeah. Drama will have, like, 85 nominees. Right. Um. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about. But you down. And now I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. I'm gonna be so mad when we stop recording because I'll be like, Oh my god, it was Maybe this we'll thing. Come back to you. It's all coming back. back it's all coming back. Um. So, are you ready to discuss what we are here? We are here to discuss one discuss. thing today. You had one thing to discuss today. <laughs> we have one thing and one <laughs> thing only. Uh, today is a, a WePod episode, and we are here to talk about specifically mm -hmm. the documentary Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work mm -hmm. from 2010, mm -hmm. uh, which I think will probably spill into a larger discussion mm -hmm. um, about other things. But mm -hmm. um, just a little background real quick. Joan Alexandra Molinsky was born in 1933. She changed her last name uh, at the behest of her agent, Tony Rivers, oh. uh, in the 60s. And um, that was how she was known professionally for the rest of her life. And she ended up dying on September 4th, 2014. So just a little over seven years ago. Wow. Um, now, I know you're not a fan. Nope. Um, so what what did you think about this movie? It did not change my mind about okay. her, but it it made things come into focus on why I don't like her. Okay. The things that I can respect are she has a fuck ton of hustle and work ethic. Like that cannot be denied. 
Amen. That cannot be denied. Um, the things, also the love of her family and the people she holds close and her loyalties to them and the things that she does do, she gives back. She's grateful for what she has. Um, those things are all um, commendable and respectable. As a comedian, um, I still do not like her. I also, I, this may sound strange to people. I just get vibes from people. I've never liked her vibe. And the vibe that I now understand it is, is sort of her low self-esteem coupled with the biggest ego in the world. Does that make sense? Totally. I, I totally relate to that as well. And she, how do I, how do I, you know, people call her a trailblazer and she opened all these doors and blah, blah, blah. And she did. There's not, there's no denying that. But in my opinion, it wasn't due to her talent. It was due to her hustle. And yes, she did things that other women would not do. And that's great. But I just still don't find her funny. I feel like a lot of times it's lowest common denominator with her to make things funny. And I just, and like when she was talking about getting married, was I madly in love? No, she just didn't want to be alone. Like there's just this thing I get from her where I'm like, what? I'm very confused by this woman with such low self-worth who also wants people to worship her like a God. (laughs) I don't get it. It confuses me. And it just, it confuses me. It's interesting because I feel like that's such a common theme that we have been sort of discussing in this, yes. during this, our time here on the show. Yes. Um, and I like totally get it. Like personally, like I relate to that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, and I'm sure it's not just you know, exclusive to the performing world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm sure most, maybe not most, a lot of people have the imposter syndrome, you know, they, sure. they, they land somewhere and they're like, what am I doing here? I don't have the X, Y, Z to be where I'm at. Right. And I think that, you know, it, we have seen that a lot, especially in the world of stand-up comedy, especially, um, but I think it's fascinating because I also, I feel that way. Like I feel often like I am not as talented as I should be, mm-hmm. but then I also do have the ego where I am like, Oh, well that person doesn't deserve whatever they have because I'm better than they are, even though I don't right. necessarily always believe that. So there's that warning. And I, I have that too here. Yeah, okay. And I was going to say it's also her lack of self-awareness, but she does have self-awareness. Yeah, I think so So I wonder if the things that she does and says that make me not like her are just a front. Because, and this, it's just an opinion, and obviously most of the world disagrees with me. But like I said, I don't think her talent catapulted her anywhere. I think it was her work ethic and her hustle and the fact that she was a woman saying the things that she was saying. If a man said those things, it would be like, well, a dime a dozen men always say those things. And 
she thinks it was her talent. Does that make sense? Yes, although I I would also agree with that at at the time, just because it was such a different time when she was coming up. Yeah, I mean, I because I also do think that she's funny. Um, yeah, and so I mean, I certainly I understand where you're coming from, and I I know a lot of people that would agree with you because she's not everybody's cup of tea. And you know what? She's just fucking mean. She's mean. She, she is, is mean. mean. But I also, what I admire about that is that she's like an equal opportunity offender. And so there's nothing that sure. is sure. sacred. Like she told the joke about when she delivered the food on Thanksgiving to the AIDS patients and that guy's like, oh, you again? Well, you're going right. to be dead by the end of the day, either by AIDS and or by me. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. You're still here. <laughs> You were I mean, supposed to be dead. This was supposed to be a horrible death, and you are still here. I gotta go to the gym. You gotta go to the gym. That was funny. So there I, were some things that I smiled at. I do appreciate that. There's nothing. Her daughter, like, there's just nothing that's off the table for her to talk about, and I appreciate sure. that. I sure. also like that she told that Helen Keller joke that I legitimately did laugh out loud at, which and of course that then got that guy in the audience riled up, and she got heckled for it. Um, and handled it well, but it's uh, that's one thing that I, uh, I and I agree. I don't love every single one of her jokes, and um, I also feel like sometimes, like she told that black EO joke, which was I thought was not, no, but also not she cool. I thought had the the good sense to, to ask. ask her closer closest friends about it, and right. then decided indeed to reject it. Correct. Um, so I thought that was nice, but I just like admired the hell out of her watching this movie like 75 years old and just go 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 like i'm like like in my mid 50s and i'm like can i just sit down for like an hour I'm 47 and i'm like uh, listen i can't cross on that side of the stage because i'm already on this side of the stage and that would mean (laughs) i would have to walk across and that's too much i'm so sorry um yeah for sure she I mean, hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, What also, oh, here's the other thing that kind of stuck in my craw. She did her show and they took it to the West End, right? And from what I saw, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think I would have written the bad reviews. It was okay. It wasn't whatever. And they only show a little bit of it. So you can't really judge it too much. Yeah. But then she's like, well, I'm not taking it to, well, we're just shutting it down. I'm not taking it to New York because I can't stand this. Um, If they said this to me in New York, I would just die. And I'm like, uh, but on the same token, well, they're stupid and they don't know funny. Okay. Pick a lane. So you pick a lane. Like, she, I don't know. There's just, maybe it's that insecurity that I feel coming off of her that I'm just like, I don't know. I just... Man, I I just I still don't like her. Well, that's okay. You don't have to. I will say bullshit on Johnny Carson. Seriously. And I remember when that all went down and I was like, I just, and like, just hearing again, it's like, really? Like that you was can't fucking bullshit. Offer. So just a little backstory. She was the permanent guest host of the tonight show. They were great friends. She got offered her own show at Fox, which was the the new network at the time. She wisely 
took it. I mean, right. not not in retrospect. Right. But, and then he never spoke to her again. In fact, he called, hung up on her, called again just to hang up on her again. He was a petulant child about it. Yeah. And it's also, it was interesting watching this again because it's like just being reminded the power that he had because it's so different today. Yeah. Just like getting Johnny Carson's blessing as a comic, you were set. Yeah. And that is also so fascinating that there's just, it's just such a different world today. But yeah, like you can't, you can't support your friend on a new venture and just be like, like, you were the one that, so, not discovered her, but you were the one that set sort of set the trajectory for her career. Exactly. And you, and can't you just be like, knew that you had the power to do that. Yeah. Was she just going to stay in your shadow for, I mean, apparently that's what you did. That's what you for? wanted. Yeah, exactly. But wow. It's just like, and then never to be back on NBC until unfortunately she was with the orange blob, but right. Yeah. Black, blackballing her. I also love, she will do anything because anything. she has to make the money because she supports, she pays all these people. She feels responsible. She says there's friends that she supports there's family members. So listen, that's all respectable. I guess it's for me, like I want her to, well, she can't now cause she's dead. Uh, but <laughs> I guess I wanted her to acknowledge that it was her hustle and her work ethic, which is something to be proud of, that got her where she is. Because there are people that have both. There are people that just have so much goddamn talent that they don't need the hustle. And then there's people that just have the hustle. And in my opinion, she just had the hustle. And she... I feel like she never acknowledged that. And I feel like she thought it was all about her talent. And listen, she was, she was okay. Oh, when she was like, I never saw myself as a comedian. I was, I've always been an actress and acting as my, and I'm like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Really? That's so, so like, it's almost as though she viewed her comedy and her standup. The thing that she was known for. And that was her day job to fuel her acting dreams and that made zero sense to me yeah i don't know i remember she was a replacement in broadway bound on broadway the neil simon play okay and she played the mother and got rave reviews okay um and then that just kind of didn't go anywhere and then she did that other play that sally Mar play or whatever about Lenny Bruce's mother that lasted mm. like for a month mm-hmm, on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And she didn't talk about that at all. She kept talking about that fun time or whatever that show was in the seventies that closed. Yeah. Um, that I had never heard of until this. And I had forgotten about that TV movie that she did with Melissa. Oh, Edgar's suicide. But yeah, it, it is. It's so see. And I, I think that's just fascinating to, for her to say that. If she really, really felt that way. And if she did, then it's even more fascinating to me. Like, then why, like, were you so crippled by the fear of, and she, I mean, she did talk about rejection a lot in terms of Mm -hmm. the business. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it was just such a crippling fear for her that prevented her from doing more, or if she just got pigeonholed as a comic and like nobody would ever, I don't know. I just was fascinated by the whole thing. 
Just and like just her working in Toronto until three thirty in the morning selling jewelry. Right. Getting up at five an hour and a half later to get on a seven o'clock plane. You cannot I mean you can't deny the work ethic. You really cannot. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um and it's also what was another thing that was um that stuck with me is like when she finally fired her manager of so many years and she just talked about how there now she had no one in her life that she could say, remember to, because my mother has said that before too, how there's no one in her life who shared memories with her. Even. Yeah. And I like, that was the first time I heard it was when my mom said it. So just like when Joan Rivers says it in this thing, it just, it, it rung, it stuck with me just because I guess that must be a thing. Maybe once you get older, your friends start yeah. dying off or whatever. Yeah. And just how important that is that, you know, there's no one else who knows where you came from, you know? Yeah. Like really knows where you came from. Yeah. The other, the one other thing that bothered me and she says yes to everything. And she makes that very, very clear. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Samuel L. Jackson does the same thing. Little known fact. He will take, Anything that's offered to him. I did not know that. But now that you say that, that makes sense. Uh, right. He will take <laughs> anything offered to him. When they were doing the thing for George Carlin. Mm-hmm. And she was like, George wouldn't want, he would hate this. He And, and, and I want to be like, then why are you doing it? Then don't do it. Like if you knew him and were actually his friend and know that he would hate this. Why are you doing it? And it sort of felt self-serving to me. Like I'm one of the only women I'm never asked to do these things. And it was just kind of like, okay, well then you're not honoring him. You're just doing this thing to fucking do it. Well, I mean, it could have been both. I mean, you can still acknowledge that someone would not like something, but still do it. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I know. <laughs> I know. I did like when she was watching the beginning of it from her dressing room and she, and they were yeah, like, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. And then Ben Stiller. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, all right. Uh, the one that pissed me off was John, John Stewart. Stewart. I was like, shut up. <laughs> and I'm not like a hardcore fan or anything, but c- come on. Um, what uh, the thing she d- takes the uh, there was that heartwarming thing of she takes food to people for thanksgiving and she goes to this one lady's house and she goes home and she researches her yeah see who she but listen the lady had some redeeming qualities okay i admit it begrudgingly begrudgingly i admit that maybe she was an okay person uh and that was that was very sweet it was sweet. And just the fact that she's been doing it every Thanksgiving for years and years and years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I also f- loved her card catalogs of jokes. So many of them. And one of the drawers that she pulled out was labeled cooking Tony Danza. And I was so <laughs> curious as to what was in that drawer. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Cooking and Tony, and Tony Danza. Danza. I'm like, I want to know what jokes are in that drawer. <laughs> and then That's when her hilarious. one of her assistants came when she was signing the checks, there was like one for like nine thousand nine hundred dollars. Like I'm just like, and there were so many checks that she was signing. I'm like, good lord, and her apartment, geez, Louise. And she, you know, here's the, the another admirable thing is she's very honest 
she just, she's very honest about everything, including herself, including her family, her marriage. She's very honest. And she's like, listen, I love living this way, but that means yep. I have to work. Yeah. And, um, that's admirable. And her house is like, Oh my Lord. <laughs> Whereas Elaine Stritch lived in a hotel room. <laughs> this is not that And she, where I forgot. She was talking to her manager and she's like, you have to give me something. We don't have any money. You have to get me something. Yeah. It's like, I, I imagine, and I, I feel this a little bit as I'm getting older, but being in her seventies and like, and, and seeing her blank calendar appointment book mm-hmm. like must have been so frightening. And she did say like, if she would have invested wisely, she wouldn't have to have worked as hard as she, as she was at that point in time. Right. But I mean, you know, true, 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 true. Who knows? But, I mean, who, she also had, you know, two assistants and a lawyer and a staff and right. All of that. I did find um, interesting. She credits second city with her. And this was probably after Johnny dicked her over. She was like, I owe them my career. And I'm like, really? Okay. Sure. That is interesting. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. She, I mean, she was a fascinating woman. Listen, she was fascinating. Oh, the uh, roast. I want to talk about the roast. Yes, 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 yes. Which I had, I still have not seen it. Um, I don't generally enjoy roasts. I don't either. They're like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah. Well, the money was good. So she had to do it. Is that Um, what her and Kathy were talking about? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But just, and she was right. Like she was driving there. She's like, they're all going to talk about plastic surgery. And they did. Yeah. I mean, the clips that they showed were all about plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Th- those roasts. I don't like those. Yeah. Although I think she's the only, no, they also roasted Pamela Anderson. So never mind. I was going to say, I think she's the only woman, but, and it's interesting too. I think that, you know, she had a lot to say about Kathy Griffin, but I felt like it was just, Kathy Griffin was just an easy punchline for her because Kathy Griffin is sort of in her mold and how Kathy right. Griffin's getting all the gigs now. Right. Um, but I, but it's, it really felt like there was some love between the two of them. For sure. And I think that, Kathy Griffin is understanding of that's just her shtick. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here is something that we do need to discuss because yes. often when, since we've been doing this show, mm-hmm. when we talk about a particular lady or one coming up, news stories start to pop up in the world <laughs> And uh, it's almost yeah. as if we conjure them. We, you do. We, you call <laughs> them into me. existence. Well, okay, but I was just, I was floored. <laughs> yeah. So last week uh, we recorded the show where I said we were going to talk about Joan Rivers this week, and then we get the news that Catherine Hahn, who we also have talked about in the past, oh will be playing Joan Rivers in a Showtime limited series. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Very fascinating. I wonder how John would feel about it. She would probably love it. She'd she probably, probably have a lot would. of money. Yeah, she probably would. So, yeah. Yeah. It would be okay with her. Like that. And listen, I'm not begrudging that. I mean, that's that was her chosen thing and that's her job. So, I, that because I, it came out sounding like I'd be like, wow, I guess she would love that. And that's not, that's not what I mean at all. Um, even though I still dislike her. Sorry. Um, 
and talking about her plastic surgery was interesting too, because I thought, listen, I understand she wasn't a conventionally beautiful woman by TV or industry standards. I understand right. that, but yeah. she wasn't any a dog. No. And so it's it was all- just fascinating her need to do it. Yes. Yep, I agree. And I feel like Melissa is gone down the same road at a much younger yeah. age. And yeah. I had forgotten all about when they were on Celebrity Apprentice, that whole clip of Melissa when she got fired and she's in the boot. Yes. Made the rounds. Must have been probably on Talk Soup back in the day. Yeah, but I, I you know, she's she has her place in history because then they also they showed kathy talking about her and talking about moms mabley and then Mm -hmm. they showed the clip of phyllis diller who always wore the fright wigs Mm -hmm. and it's just indicative of how we talked about with moms mabley how she wore that costume of hers Mm -hmm. and how phyllis diller also did sort of the same thing with her outrageous clothes and wigs almost Mm -hmm. as if to you know make everyone feel like they can laugh at the funny lady and not be threatened by her right right and it's interesting that joan never really did that but as she got older she almost sort of did that with her face you know yeah her face became really her calling card because yeah. it was so, and they showed her that time at the at one of her play rehearsals where she had just come from her face getting shot up with filler or something. Yeah, but yeah, all just I fascinating, and I just I just acquired a whole new level of admiration for her. And you know, she like a certain segment of the gays just adored her. So I thought that was funny when she was in Wisconsin and talking to the guy who was driving her. What's the gay scene like here? Oh, I really don't know. I'll ask your wife's brother. (laughs) (laughs) When she asked the driver, have you been drinking? (laughs) Have you been drugging? Have you been whoring around a little bit? Okay. Well, you'll be relaxed. Like, all right. She did say some things that I thought were funny. Yeah. But yeah, I still, I'm still never going to. I'm not going to come to the dark side. And that's okay. And that's one of, we can agree to disagree on this program. We can agree to disagree. And we can still leave with love. (laughs) (laughs) I had also totally forgotten that Edgar committed suicide until it was coming up in the movie. Yes. Totally forgot about it. Yeah. Well, I think I didn't realize, and uh, the timeline may be, you know what? Cause when was that? Her, I'm going to Google, I'm going to give it a Google right now because I never realized in the documentary, they made it sound as though it was directly tied to the fact that her show got canceled because of him. They didn't like him. Nope. And they said, fire him. And she wouldn't, she couldn't do it because that was her husband. Yeah. The, her late night talk show. 1980, August 14th, 1987 was when he died. And her talk show was in 87. Yep. They, the, they fired the, they both got fired from it in May 15th, 1987. Yeah. So that was, cause she said, she says in the documentary, like he just felt like, and, and she says too, she's like, he ruined my career. He ruined my career. He fucked up. And I was like, Ooh, okay. (laughs) All righty. I had also totally forgotten that she had the daytime talk show. Just so oh, many wow. things. Won an Emmy for it. Yeah, just so many things I had forgotten. 
So it was nice. It was nice for me to revisit. Not so nice for you to revisit, but not that's, horrible. That's nice for me. Not, not horrible. I didn't, there were, there were moments of, okay, okay. Uh, I still feel like I would dislike her if I met her. Um, and also be scared to death because once again, she's dead. So if I met her now, it would be like, <laughs> either you're a ghost I don't want in my house or I'm dead. And I didn't think I'd be meeting you here. <laughs> you of all people. You of all people. This must be hell. <laughs> Not because she's in hell because it would be my personal. Never mind. Gotcha. Um, I got it. I got it. You got it. You got it. Um. So, yeah, it was interesting. It was still interesting. Yeah, I like I like these documentaries. They're nice Same. to look at sometimes. Same, same. They're nice to look at. <laughs> um, so next week, we're back with a full episode. We are. A full epilady, if you will. We <laughs> <laughs> And who are we going to talk about next week? Well, I thought that we would do Tracy Ullman. Oh, I have a story that I will share next week. Ah! <laughs> you met her. Were you friends with her? Uh, no, no, but it's you, sort of six degrees of separation. So I right. will share it next week. All right. Come well, back. listen, you and I, six degrees of separation. We pretty much have it from everyone yeah. at this point. We get it so from all ends. We get the back door, the front door, <laughs> the mouth. We get it from all ends. <laughs> mouth stuff. We do mouth stuff. <laughs> you do mouth stuff. What is that from? See, I've already forgotten. What is that from? Mouth stuff? Yeah. Just life. <laughs> there's hand stuff. There's mouth no, stuff. No, it was from something. I don't Somebody know. said if you... Oh, God damn it. See, I, yeah, I feel reverse. like... I, I feel like Kathy... Nope. Kathy Hilton. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, okay. Well, we'll talk about... We'll talk when we're done with this. Okay. Yes. Well, I, I watched and she's, she's a treasure. I love her anyway. All right. Well, that's that. We'll talk about Tracy all the next week. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, if you want to write us this <laughs> three funny ladies at gmail.com. Oh no. What? Joel was going to write us an email. I checked. He didn't. He oh. failed once again, Bastard. even though he was given the heads up, even though he was given the insider information about what was happening. He Failed. All right. Well, maybe next so, week. Joel, maybe next write us. week. We'll see. Three funny ladies at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on the Insta, three funny ladies. And we'll hitch up next week. We sure will, buddies. Mm, bye. Bye.